Hello and welcome to It's Alive Alive Presents Real Monsters, a Patreon-exclusive true crime and paranormal podcast brought to you by me, Dr. Smokenstein, and my gorgeous co-host, Amy Rose. Each week, we'll bring you the real stories that inspire our favorite horror movies and killers. This week, we're going to look at the paranormal since we are talking exorcist on the main show. So we're going to look at some real-life uh, possessions and exorcisms. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, you might hear Amy go, "Ooh, is that this person?" That's because <laughs> the Golden Globes are on at the moment, and we're, as we record, and she is watching the pre-show on mute while we record. So, <laughs> oh God, who do you hope wins? Obviously, you're All shouting for them. the Irish. Oh well, obviously. Who who would you prefer to see win, Killian Murphy or Barry Keoghan? I think Killian Murphy's put in the yeah. put in the time. Like I that. haven't seen Oppenheimer, but I saw Saltburn. And he <coughs> he was really good in Saltburn, but like you said, like Killian Murphy, just like, one after another, good show, good yeah, show. Like, yeah. You know, he Barry Keoghan's still young; he's got plenty of time. And I assume as soon as he plays the Joker properly, they'll be like, "Give it to him!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a guaranteed winning role now if you do it properly. Yeah. Oh, Jared Leto's the only one that's lost out there so far. Did um. Well, Keen Phoenix did win an Oscar for that, didn't he? For Joker, for Joker yeah. I, I, yeah, he had, a, had his, an Oscar in his hand for something in the last few years, so I presume it was the Joker. I think it was. Hang on, let me have a quick look here. But I'm almost certain he won the Oscar for that because I remember saying that that's you know two guys to play the Joker, a comic book character. Can oh win an yeah, Oscar no, for I remember. Yeah, but I'm just that. gonna have a quick look here just to confirm. Because I'd say we say a lot of shit in this show, on these shows <laughs> that we have absolutely no idea about. We're like, yeah, she that's true. Facts checker. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural impact sequels. Where's the um? Where's the award section here? Uh, reception box office. Critical reception. I assume we'll be in here somewhere, right? No. Industry response accolades. So, accolades. Uh, at the 92nd Academy Awards, the film won Best Actor, Phoenix, and Best Original Score. Oh. Yeah, I suppose it good music in it, didn't it? It was kind of... Well, well, he's coming down the steps, obviously. Uh, yeah. Mm. No, when he's coming down the steps, what music is playing? In my head, it's classical music. I could have that wrong, though. I don't I'm know why, like, but I have that Gary Glitter song stuck in my head from Happy Gilmore. Wait, see, what's happening to me at the moment is I'm picturing him coming down the steps. <laughs> I can see him move all gracefully, but then he morphs into Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, and all I can hear is the opera music. Hang on, I'm going to check this. Dude. This should be easy to check. Hold on. I don't think we're getting in trouble if it's playing in the background for like two seconds. Plus, who's going to sue us? Gary Glitter, if it is him? Fuck <laughs> Just sing really loud over it. <laughs> Joker steps scene. Okay, let's have a look here. Uh, we turn this shit up. Oh yeah. Oh, is it playing on the headphone? Yeah, they won't hear. So I was right. You were right. He used the Gary Glitter song. Yeah, no, I, was I know. Wrong. I know that. As far as I know, and I'm not going fact checking this, but as far as I know. Gary Glitter doesn't own the rights to his own music anymore. Is that because he's a dirty fucking... I think he sold them off. Yeah. You know, the way the Beatles did and fucking shit like that. Mm. So I, I think that's why that song is still used so regularly. Because it, I love that fucking song. I do. I know he's a dirty people. But because yeah. I love fucking Happy Gilmore. And that song's in it. It just reminds me of Happy Gilmore instantly. Well, I suppose it's that thing you like the song and not the person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You know, that's it. Yeah. Love the art, not the artist. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, uh, okay, so outside of all this celebrity bullshit, we are going to look at possessions today. Yes. And we kind of covered little bits of this before in the Enfield haunting a couple of months ago. Yeah, but it wasn't so much possessions there. It was a point. Well, she was, it was, there was a lot of possession in that case. But we didn't talk about possessions. So no, much. but we had, yeah, we just talked about the fact that she was possessed. Mm. I mean, there was no exorcism there. No, like, you know. no. How did that get solved again? It just kind of fucking went away, didn't it? Just stop like at some stage. I would like to say yes. Huh? <laughs> I think so. I can't remember now. I would not have looked into it so we, much. We do it, but that was what I was about to say because we do a different one every week sometimes. 
But I'm right. I know this into story and said, oh, for some reason, I just can't think of the ending. I'm pretty sure it was just a case of it just fizzled out over time. Because no, I do they remember. Do you remember she went back to the house and then she said that the lights were like flicking. No, yeah, but that was way after. I know her that mother was way lived, after. Uh, her mother lived they... in the house until she died. Like, oh. And um, she said that like they'd go back to the house, all right, and that you'd feel something, uh, and uh, you'd feel like there was something watching you, but there wasn't. There was no more activity, and that, that the mother still kind of talked it on and off herself, like or uh, feel like it was there. And uh, at one point, I think I remember somewhere the mother state starting to say it felt like she was get, being protected by it at one stage as well. That mm. Maybe it got used to her. They learned to live together. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I do know that once the mother died, they never went back. The, the, the eldest daughter went back once mm. and said that the lights started flickering That's on and off and no one was living yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. And that freaked her old enough to say she was never going back again. Well, but yeah. There was possession in that case is what I mean. Mm. Janet was possessed by multiple uh, spirits at multiple times apparently yeah, now I said it to you lately because I was hardcore gun ho on that episode that I fucking believed that what story 100% mm. and then we started covering the fucking exorcist mm-hmm. and I looked at you and I was like what year did the exorcist come out and I was like ah oh, balls these kids saw the fucking exorcist yeah. so there's that oh, I'm not saying I still don't believe because there was a lot of really weird shit happening there and the voices are really but the voice she puts on is very kind of Close to the way Regan, Regan speaks in the movie, mm-hmm. and you know, or Pazuzu would speak in the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So that kind of did kind of. You know, I remember like when we watched The Exorcist again lately, thinking she sounds a lot like Janet there, and <laughs> thinking, "Shit, <laughs> have I been duped?" <laughs> you know? but, but I don't know. It, it's I suppose we'll never really know yeah. in those cases. You yeah. Know? But it was the most, I mean, you still have the case of, like, a policewoman saying, I watched a fucking chair move across the room in that house. You have a a reporter for the BBC saying, I watched a chair get thrown across a fucking room without anybody touching it. You know, you have all these grown adults saying, I saw this, I saw that. And you, the the reporters for the, was it the Sun or the News or something, saying, like, there was marbles flying and Lego flying around the fucking room. So, I mean... There's a lot of t- things there, and you know, neighbors saying they heard the knocking. They came over independently and witnessed the knocking. Like you know, there's a lot of witnesses to the this. The knocking creeps me out. The lollipop lady who said she could see Janet floating over the window, you know, from outside. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there, there's, there's, there's no. Again, people could say that's just almost um, what's the word mass hysteria where the rumor gets around so maybe mm. the lollipop lady looks up sees something in a glance of an eye and is like oh, she was floating there you know, so yeah. there could be that but yeah. I don't know and I did say like when it came to the news reporter that I had remembered seeing an older documentary mm. from years ago that was done closer to the time where he was claiming that it was possible that one of the kids was throwing the marble and then the most recent documentary from Apple he was very insistent on it was absolutely impossible that anybody could have thrown it because they would have had to have swung their arm to get the force that they needed. Yeah. And he would have seen them swinging their arm because he was taking photographs and looking at the entire room, like, you know. Mm. Again, we'll never know. It's just look at the evidence and make up your own mind. Exactly. I mean. But anyway, you got some cool possession stories for us today, don't you? I do. So do you want to kick off at one? And- Did you know that apparently there is a trained exorcist priest in every diocese? Yeah. Yeah. I thought these days it's pretty much not in court the articles that I was looking at. Unless there's been a bit of a reignitement with it, you know. No, I know that none reported in recent years in Ireland is what I was looking at. But then they had the International Association of Exorcists was formed in twenty fourteen. And then Pope Francis kinda of like green at them and like, Yeah, they're cool guys. And yeah. yeah, they have this all whole status and all behind them now. From the Vatican. Okay. Did you uh, have you looked up how many exorcisms there are in a year, roughly? Ooh, I saw this, and I think it was kind of like low. But I think this. I is would like assume Catholic exorcisms are rare, but I would say exorcisms in general from other faiths in maybe lesser developed countries mm. would have a higher rate of this this stuff. Like you know, I mm. think maybe if you go into some of them, you know the. The countries that finish in stands <laughs> and stuff like that. I think this might be a bit more of a common practice in their religions. Do you know, in the more 
places the internet haven't reached yet. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? The poor yeah. areas. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's just, I think, I mean, maybe, maybe even African countries where the Christian, you know, the Christianity side of it is so fucking heavy. Do you know where they're still in the kind of phase of Christianity of we believe every word of the fucking Bible. On. Like the born again Christians here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, and I know for a fact the born again Christians are at it. I mean, yeah. I've been told, I, I told you I worked with born again Christians. Like, and he, has they, he seen one? But like, like he was telling me about like, um, they were both telling me, one of them believed in it, one of them, the other one thought it was bullshit to his fucking favour. Yeah. Um, he said that he, when he saw it, he told him to cop the fuck onto himself. get up and stop acting the fool but uh, talking in tongues do you know you see see the shit where they like the preacher will touch their head or something like that and their eyes will roll back in their head and they'll say he said like he's witnessed that both are going falling to the ground in convulsions and all that kind of shit he said he's seen all that like in the day and you know be devil get out and all this (laughs) kind of shit oh praise the lord I feel the light all this kind of bullshit like you know but um so I would assume those guys Oh, I think we'll be so. at it fairly yeah, often. Yeah, now that you say, yeah. Because the other one, the one that was a hardcore believer in all these fucking convulsions and speaking in tongues bullshit. Mm. One day, these are two guys I worked with. Mm-hmm. And one day I was curious. I, I wanted to kind of fucking test how far you go. Because I tested the other guy, the guy that didn't believe it. And yeah. he always had a fair answer for my questions, okay. you know. Yeah. And I bought him. I was like, so I won't say his name. I know. So I'll just say, we call him Bob. I was like, hey, Bob. I was like, you got a couple of kids, yeah? And I was like, so a part of your religion is obviously, you know, homosexuality is a, an absolute no-no. What happens if one of your kids comes to you tomorrow and is like, Dad, I am gay. Mm. What do you do? Mm. And he's like, uh, we'd um, basically do the whole fucking conversion therapy thing. Like, I'd take him to church and we, we'd fucking beat it out of him if we have to. But it was like a case of, if I said, well, if he was like insistent, it was like, this is me, this is who I am. This is it. He ain't going to change. He was like, he'd be no son of mine. Out the door. Gone. Disowned. Is this is this the, the, the guy, the younger guy that I'm thinking of? Or is it one of the, the other guy that I'm thinking of? Or is, are they the same people in my head? Fuck. It's the one that's from the south of the border. Okay, okay, that's fine. Because I was Not thinking that the now. other one, I no. didn't couldn't see him like that. No, that's he, when I asked him, it was just like a case of, well, you know, I would kind of explain that as part of my religion, it's not something that I approve of, but at the same time, live and let live kind of fucking was mm-hmm. his attitude, like, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, uh, Joe, you know, he wouldn't be happy about it, but he wouldn't. Seems more welcoming. Yeah, he wouldn't be kicking his son out of home for it, like, you know? Yeah. Whereas the other guy was hardcore, was like, uh-uh, you go, that's it. And it's the same, like, the guy from up the north, when I asked him about the money situation when it mm-hmm. comes to those born again Christian stuff, he was like, you're expected to give, I can't remember what it was, was it like 15% of your wages every week or 20% of your wages every week, something along those lines. And uh, he turned to me and he said, I told them I'll give them what I can fucking afford. Yeah. He was like, I'm not working my ass off all week. Or if I'm on the dole, fucking be giving that much to them. Or if I'm working my ass off all week, giving that much to them. I got bills and stuff to pay first. I'll give what I can. Yeah. I asked the guy from our, our neck of the woods about it. And he was like, no, I always give the right amount every time. He was like, why wouldn't I? Do you know, that's money that I'm working for to give to God. Like, do you know? And it's like, you're fucking That delusion. sounds brainwashing. Like, oh, but it is. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know? Righteous gemstones all fucking over the place. <laughs> and that's what it is. <laughs> like, you know? They're fucking busting their ass so like top preachers can fucking live the high life. Fucking you. Fucking... <laughs> Bankrolling babies, billies. What was his baby TV Bobby? show? Baby Bobby. What? Baby Oh, what was baby Billy's game, game show? show. Baby Billy's <laughs> Bible bunkers or something like that. <laughs> oh, I like him. Guys like my mate Bob. Not the Bob. Actually, I shouldn't have said Bob. You shouldn't. I, have a I was mate thinking Bob. that was a bad Bob. name because now everybody's going to think that Bob is a bit no. crazy. That Bob well, no. is the most fucking yeah, anti-Christ fucking thing that's ever walked here. <laughs> he is the complete opposite to Jesus Christ. He might have the haircut but and the beard, but yeah. he is the anti I'm sure, pretty sure if you move that Bob, if Bob, that Bob cuts his hair, there's a 666 on that scalp somewhere. Love your Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that Bob, but, <laughs> but anyway, 
I I would believe that like he will go full on. I think even with the gay, if he had a gay hit, it would be full on. Like you know, there's a demon in him, exercise the demon kind of fucking thing. I, I reckon that's what that gay conversions therapy is anyway, isn't it? I don't. You know. have these evil things in, so you say it and is put it, that in you. Like well, I think the idea is to pray the gay away, isn't it? So the idea is that there is this, this the, the devil has put this evil inside you, and you need to exercise it from your body by praying and you know doing all this super religious shit for fucking however long in this conversion therapy mm. place. I don't know a whole lot about it. I've only ever seen conversion therapy places on comedies on TV. My there favorite being Butters when he went to conversion therapy. Oh, <laughs> and do you know the girl that was in Orange is the New Black? Which one? <laughs> fucking, it's a movie. It's a show about a girl's prison. <laughs> <laughs> right. With the curly hair. And uh, I was only on about her in the last few weeks. Oh, Fred Armisen, right? If I got his name first, I'd have been able to get it. What's her you would have, if you would say your one that was from in American Pie and Orange is the New Black. I, I never think, think of American Pie. I always yeah. think of the um, the a, slums of Beverly Hills. It's a hard name. I only actually just saw her on the red carpet there a few oh, months ago. Oh, and she is nominated for um, something. Oh, do not give me her name. Uh, Orange is like the first initial. And she is with Fred Armisen. Yeah. She married Fred. Armisen. I don't know. And uh, where is she? Where are you? Fucking head. Uh, oh, yeah. What you want? First I'll give you her name in um, Orange is New Black. I don't think that'll help. Before. Oh, no. Try it. Nikki. No. The uh, no. Give me the first. NL. It's her initials. That's going to piss me right off because as soon as you say it, I'm going to know what. Oh, Natasha Leon! Ah! <laughs> I was just about to say it to you. Anyway, fucking, what were we talking about? Fucking exorcisms, how common they are. Did you see? Did you look up and see oh, how yeah. many? No. So I, that's what I was on about her. So the, and the convert, the only thing that I've ever seen about like gay conversion, she was in a movie called uh, It's Okay, I'm a Cheerleader, where okay. she's like sent to a conversion camp. Okay. But like, yeah. Well, have you seen that movie, no? Yeah, that's what I said. I thought. You just told me you didn't. I literally were off air for like two seconds. And she, I was like, oh, do you want to say more about that movie? No, I haven't seen that movie. Okay, no, I'll lead in here. I said, so, you no, I've said it about that movie. That's not what I said. You are not listening to me. You're watching my mouth move, but you are not listening <laughs> to me. I said, I saw the movie. That's all I know about gay conversion therapy. Oh. That movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Miscommunication. <laughs> so what happens during that? Is it like a heavy movie? It doesn't work. Uh, it's oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, she gets it one of the other girls in there. But what do they do? Is it just like a fucking... I I'll be honest. From what... I, okay. I can vaguely remember that movie, but I'm pretty sure that it's a type of movie that what went on in the gay conversion camp there probably doesn't go on in gay conversion camps here. As in, it was a, more of a comedy kind of... Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. What if there, I assume there's some sort of gay conversion camp here. Or not... I wouldn't call them camps. I'd say they're like courses oh, no, within the church, like, you know? Oh, yeah. But in the movie, it was a Because camp. usually their churches, I mean, when it comes to like the boring Christians, are usually like a fucking hall somewhere or a... A room somewhere, or you know, it's never, it's not like a big grand church like the Catholics have or the Protestants yeah. have or anything like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, go on. What do I on possessions? So, how did you look up how many possessions a year there are roughly? Or? Can't get any proper numbers. I yeah. was looking up, I just not possessions but exorcisms. Oh, exorcisms, yeah, I can't get oh, many proper numbers. I'm pretty sure it was possessions, exorcisms that I looked up rather, yeah. But we get you get things back like has an exorcism ever been filmed and that, I don't want to know that. I don't know. Oh yeah, there is definitely. Well, I, I know that, but it Google is Russia. Stuff I think I don't it's want. a big thing. I think there's a lot of Russian exorcism videos out there. Yeah. Okay. There's one person that says that he gets about two thousand requests, two thousand requests for exorcisms per year. And how many does he do? Uh he estimates that about ten percent of these requests are worthy to be investigated. So that's about 20. No, that's wrong. 2,000 was 10, 30,000. 200 are worthy to be investigated. And then I suppose after that, you're whittling down to, right, she's crazy. Joe, she's faking. And then, okay, so maybe you got a proper case here. Okay. But there's, there's like a checklist as well of like, you know, like there's certain things that they have to be hitting. 
And then in 1999, actually, I think it was in 1999. Yeah, it was the first time since 1614 in 1999 that uh, that the Vatican said we're going to have to look at like what constitutes as being possessed now. Yeah, because obviously science would have caught up. Sci- exactly. Understand more exactly. And more. So it was written in that, like, you know, <clears throat> that, like, you know, a lot of these cases they have to recognize are down to like modern medical. That's a big thing yeah. in the Ravi Mannheim story. The one that the, the uh, devil made me do it. No, the Robbie Mannheim, remember uh, the Ronaldo, Ronnie, Robbie oh, Mannheim. Ronaldo, the one that yeah, it, the yeah. exorcism, the exorcist is actually based on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I fucking that killed me when we were doing the. It's in the main script of the main show. I made the mistake of doing the Robbie Mannheim story to start a little bit of it, mm. and I make a joke out of it in the script so that we can just do it, use it anyway. But I had to cut out a big chunk of it because I was like, this is pretty much the story I'm about to fucking tell. I can't tell it <laughs> twice. And it is very close. But they, yeah. they were saying like that uh, if you looked at the medical side of things. No, I don't know how you explain the people saying they saw stuff flying around rooms and uh, the, 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 the beds shaking and stuff like that. But Agnes? they were saying like, you know, like in The Exorcist where uh, on Regan's body, it'll come up, help me across her. Mm. Like written kind of like in a scar, mm. uh, and it just appeared on its own. But uh, they is, were saying the same thing happened with him. But then they said they never checked his fingernails to see had he done it to himself. They just come in, came in, and there was something scratched across his stomach, like but, you know. But that's it. I, I I know my dad. I know other people can do, it, but my dad's able to do that. Like, you know, like not break his skin, but like turn it over onto his side. And every time he does it, he's able to like write into his tummy, and it'll be there for yeah. a while. Yeah, it comes up red, but it's it's not. He's not scratching. He's turning his thumb to the side. And if he's using that side, so he's not he's breaking pressure, his skin. Like, yeah, and it's a lot, it happens to a lot of people. There's some kind of medical reason behind it. It's not bad crazy. or anything like that, but, but there uh, is that there. And so I'm just letting you know. But yeah, well, uh, but uh, a lot, and they were saying that the Latin he was speaking it didn't sound like anything. Um, didn't make any sense. So it was likely that he was just regurgitating the words, the words he, had he had heard from the other priests. Back at him, like you know, uh, because I know that is, is that is it really like what they said in The Exorcist about like you know what they have to do to prove that this is a true possession case? So, oh, I well, mean, yeah, I like, like there uh, has to be there is a certain checklist of, of like, well, is the person knowledge doing this? That it didn't, yeah, that, it, that the child shouldn't have abilities, the child yeah. shouldn't have, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously, like in, in The Exorcist, it was Regan speaking backwards, it was Regan speaking in different voices, it was Regan, you know, fucking knowing stuff that she shouldn't have fucking known. Exactly. I mean, details about Father Karras's life that mm-hmm. she shouldn't fucking know, you know, oh, yeah, details yeah. of Father Merrin's life she shouldn't have known. Being able to take off fucking Burke's voice perfectly after she killed them, so when she turns the head for the first yeah, time, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, I assume it, it's all the same in real life. That's that's what they're looking for, is it? Mostly, yeah. As in, like the two that I think in in Annalise Michael is that way you pronounce her, her her last name? The uh, the Emily the, the exorcism of Emily Rose one. So yeah. That's great stuff. I think she did talk other languages, but I think she she was in college, like. But would they not be able to clear that up fairly quick? There's a lot about that that's like, really dodgy because she was also much... like, you know, she she was very sick mentally as well before they ever thought that she was possessed. So, yeah, well, wait, hang on. so you're going to tell us that story now, yeah? No, I'm going to tell you about an old one first. Okay. Cool. This, so, so, so this is before like even the Salem witch trials in Massachusetts. Okay. Go All for right. it. So. Elizabeth Knapp. So this is like 1661 to 1662 in Groton, Massachusetts. That's in Massachusetts. That was Massachusetts Bay Colony at the time. So okay. it would be the same, same, same area as Salem. Okay. But Salem would have been about 20 years afterwards, oh. I think. Yeah. So it was, you had like this like overwhelming, like strict religious atmosphere and it was predominantly Puritan and it had, had like, you know, like views that women had to contribute to they were at home and they were working away, but they contributed to the manual labor as well of the village. Like so, it was pretty fucking strict. Right. Yeah. So Elizabeth, these guys would have been kind of like the, the the precursor to the guys who burnt all the witches. Well, yeah, there's no dancing and all that jazz. Like they're they're, they're like do you know the way Not you see dancing. the Simpsons? You take the, the piss out of it, and when they're on the Mayflower going over, and it's all like, oh, can't do this. Oh, I just thought of that. No, I never yeah. saw that. Have you never seen them on the Mayflower? No. Oh my god! You have to see that episode. It's I mean, it's not an ex- exactly. I've a seen the Marge's a witch episode, like uh, yeah, yeah, Marge where Marge and, and, and uh, Paddy and Selma are the witches. 
I, either way, I must be obviously a stack. That's a Treehouse of Horrors, but the one I'm thinking yeah. of isn't a Treehouse of Horrors. Oh, I have no idea. I've never seen that one. I'm going to show you that one. Okay. Yeah. But that's the joke, that's is the that you're not allowed to do anything except be miserable and work and go to bed and pray. That's so, this is the first time I found myself in this situation. Right? Where you because don't know the Simpsons, the Simpsons episode. <laughs> we grew up in the 90s where <laughs> everybody had seen every episode of Simpsons Simpsons multiple times. Yeah. You know, we'd all watched it because that's all you did. You watched The Simpsons. Yeah. Right? So yeah. It came on every day. We watched them. So everyone had seen everyone. You looked forward to Sunday evening when you got a new episode. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So we all, for years, and then it got bad, and now we don't know the references anymore to the modern ones. But it's I don't think modern. I don't think there's many people fucking referencing the modern ones anyway, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. But <laughs> right, go on. So what happened in this? Uh, spot in massachusetts so elizabeth was about she was 16 at the time and she was the daughter of a farmer and she was a servant in the house of a puritan preacher called samuel willard and willard was known for his sermons about you know damnation and obedience to god so like stereotypical shouting from the pulpit well again before you explained like you know their lifestyle and all that as soon as I heard, heard Puritan, I was like, oh, that's going to yeah. be terrible. <laughs> that's going to be no fun for nobody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he he kept a record as, you know, like a journal, and he sent letters about Knapp's possession to, like, higher up in his church. Yeah. Kind of so that's how, like, all that information is there. And I actually went looking. I couldn't find anything on his journals properly, like, handwritten. But I was re- reading his letters from, like, a few years afterwards. Like, they're all, like, available. But, um... So Elizabeth, she started in the, towards the end of 1671, started complaining that she was having you know, pains in her body and she grabbing her arms and at her neck and at her boobs and she was screaming about like strangulation, like in particular that there was something constantly strangling her. She then she went into emotional fits and it was, that was like hysterical laughing and like weeping and then that would go into just fucking screaming like so that sounds instantly like. She was tapping. Joan, there was there was a few mental issues there. Like. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Modern day, we just you know know that there was a mental health problem. Oh yeah. And bring the person to get help. Exactly. You know. Oh yeah. Proper yeah. medication, the proper kind of mm. counselling to sort that problem out. Like. Oh yeah, but like it kind of goes hand in hand. Like she used to have hallucinations as well, where she would see two. There's always two people walking around her, but then when she was in bed, there'd be a man floating around her bed. So that sounds like kind of sleep paralysis. Yeah, or even if there's people walk, if she's having hallucinations, I mean, she could have been bipolar or schizophrenic, anything like that. Exactly. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, she'd break out into fits, and they were mostly at nighttime. And then after she'd have the fits, like, she just went into convulsions, like. See, again, just sounds like a person with a lot of brain problems. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? That's straight out of, straight away, you got epilepsy there, like. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with some mental health issues. Definitely. Isn't it? I think that should have been very apparent to everybody the night that she tried to throw herself into the fire. Yeah. Yeah, like a wide open fire, just like ran, ran head first trying to throw herself into it, like. And yeah. yeah. Everybody was like, well, better get out the cross instead of. Mm. But again, yeah, at that time, though, you wouldn't. Uh, mental health issues were coming. I mean, we. Amy, fucking 20 years ago, mental health issues weren't fucking understood properly. So, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, there's no hope. Yeah, but, 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 I mean, I just think that, like, you know, somebody trying to hurt themselves to that extent, like, do you not think that? Yeah, yeah, they just think that at that point, they they don't, especially, I I I mean, that's why religion was so hardcore back then as well, because they didn't understand so much that it had to be something magical, like, you know? Mm, Yeah. So after the uh, the symptoms started to appear, I think it was on the first Sunday, you know, because the Sabbath is a Sunday back then, isn't it? Or is it a Saturday? Either way, it doesn't really make any. When this way, after the symptoms started to show, uh, she became violent and she was leaping. She, that's, this sounds like the, the, the Enfield podcast, to okay. be honest. So she started like j- jumping around and leaping and all that kind of shit. But she yeah. was contorting her body to the point where it took three or four people to actually hold her down. And she was a 16-year-old girl, like, yeah, but I remember when I was about Fionn's age, which is what, six? Mm. I hated needles, which is funny now because I'm tattooed all over. But I hated needles <laughs> yeah. back then. And uh, I remember being in hospital and they had to take a blood test. And I'm pretty sure it took about four or five of them to hold me fucking down to get that blood test. I just refused point blank. Oh, I kicked and I screamed and they, they, they had to <laughs> hold me down to get it done. So, I mean... It's mad how that's changed. I literally have no problem now. I'm like, oh, oh well, fuck. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my phone's just went dead. But, uh, yeah, but again, I mean, 
you know well, we've been stabbed with needles multiple times for our own enjoyment for tattoos multiple so. times <laughs> <laughs> so when she was throwing those fits she would yell out like she there would be things like one of the phrases that she kept saying was money money sin and misery misery like she'd say that over and over again and then on the ninth night of the 2nd of November 1671 Nap made a confession of meeting with the devil and so that's characteristic of most possession cases there's always a meeting with the devil okay Mm. And she stated that for three years, she the, the devil had been meeting her with promising money, youth, and ease from labor, and the ability to see the world. So then she claimed that he had presented her with a book of blood covenants, which were signed by other women as well. And it was obviously like, sign here in blood, pure, okay. stereotypical. Well, yeah, yeah. But again, I mean, we say this in the main show as well when we're talking about you know, uh, the devil, the, the story behind Satan yeah. and how yeah. he came to be where he was. And um, they say, like, that's a lot of what he does offer. It was like, you know, when he was offering uh, Eve the apple in mm. the Garden of Eden, it was a case of once you bite into this apple, you'll know what good and evil is and you'll have the power of God in you. And you'll know what God knows. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like the promises, like this power, this, you know, this, mm. all this extra, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. That or he'll make you a world-class famous guitarist if you meet him at a crossroads. Oh, yeah. And he sold back if you beat him in a fiddle fucking playing contest, so. Or that <laughs> fiddle, man. <laughs> can, you, can you play fiddle? I've been listening to too much country. <laughs> <laughs> she also said that the devil tried to get her to kill herself and others, and that included Willard and his family, but that she wasn't able to go through what he was asking her. So was that part of the condition of what, getting all this stuff from I, him? I think so. That's what it's coming across Not just her soul, me. but the souls of her yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So then on November the 28th, she had a fit that lasted more than 48 hours. What, she was like convulsing for 48 hours? Like? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you were to believe it, I think that if you were convulsing for 48 hours, you'd have probably died after. I mean, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, exhaustion, dehydration, fucking. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then after that ended, she was in a catatonic state then until the 8th of December. And then at that time, she made a confession that after being assaulted by the devil at various times, that she had made the pact with him and that she had allowed him to get into her bed. Okay. So it kind of gets sexual there. That's another big thing with like the old timey ones is that they all. Oh, you sleep with the devil. Like. Yeah, yeah. There well, was one in again, England. I can't remember the name of your one, but I remember reading reading about her when I was young in this witchy book that I don't think my parents were, thought was as bad as it was. <laughs> but like she was on even about like how like massive the devil's penis was and how it like really, really, really hurt her. But it felt really, really good. And this was like, you know, like I think her name was like Fanny Hopeful or something. Oh, like yeah, it was. <laughs> 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 I thought that was an example to show you what time. Well, we were saying again on the main show, we pointed out <laughs> Fanny Hope and a big devil dong. <laughs> but he he was known to be God's most perfect creation. Like uh, physically, oh, yeah. um, to look at, he was supposed to be the, the the most beautiful thing God had ever created. Like so, Clearly I mean. Well endowed. <laughs> if you ask Fanny Hopeful anyway <laughs> that was it I'm pretty sure that wasn't her name it was an example like to the way like there'd be Goody Thompson but there was a girl in my year called Fanny I can get over that but Fanny Hopeful who's talking about I, well, I felt bad for her because people do take the piss out of her life oh, it's weird to have that name in this country at least in this country <laughs> you know? it is yeah, yeah. I mean, even in America it means, it means butt over there like you know so yep. I mean you're either an ass or a vagina one of the two <laughs> <laughs> so then throughout the month of December she went in and out of violent fits and then one like kept getting worse and worse and worse and then she talked in like you know, strange deep voices and made animal sounds. Apparently she'd be like she went back and, and mooing and like uh, every fucking farm animal you think of. <laughs> yeah. So it's also during those few weeks that Willard stated that the devil like would talk through her body. That's like a quote from his or like talk through her body. And she used to call him a rogue minister. Oh, the, the minister. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That felt very Irish to me. Why a rogue ah, minister? minister? You're an awful rogue. Huh? Why a rogue minister? What was he doing that was... Or was he even implying that the religion in total was fucking rogue compared to what it was supposed to be? Being the Puritans and being so harsh and so Well, like, she was possessed, like... 
So no, I know that, like, but yeah, you know, just if you were to him. believe that the devil was in control there, mm. if you were to believe this was a real case mm. and, and, and go down that path, then him calling the minister a rogue minister when there's so many offshoots to her. his religion, her, oh, worse again in their eyes. This is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Would they have had female ministers at this time? No, oh, you kept calling Elizabeth him. No, but she was saying the rogue. Oh, sorry, she was called. Yeah, but I was talking about the devil. Oh. I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about the, the demon the, the inside devil, her. Why would the devil be saying that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, okay. I thought you were saying the minister was no, a I she was, there for a yeah. second. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I'm very confused. Not very pure to them. Okay. I'm progressive over here. I'm all for it. <laughs> but you're not allowed to dance. <laughs> So the journals there, his, his journals took a break then and then he started again on the 10th of January 1672 when he met with her again. So I'd say he, she'd stopped for the safety of his family being his maid. Okay. Yeah. So she confessed to him that the devil had control of her body and that he was he was much more powerful than she was. She also stated that he took hold of her speech and that she had no control over what she was saying. And then the night after that, she went into fit of hysterical crying and weeping in which she was, she asked for Willard to come back over to her. Like Now, apparently, all these things got worse with Willard in the room. They also got worse if there was like the bigger the crowd, the bigger the fit, the bigger okay. the bigger you, you know? soul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm surprised considering, as you said, not long after this, they would start strapping women to fucking bonfires or dunking them in water for being witches. That they didn't just see someone that was possessed by the devil and be like, yep, kill it. Yep. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so it wasn't just the fucking, you know, death sentence instantly. Uh, yeah. You'd have to assume, like, in their eyes, once the devil's been in this body, she's unpure forever anyway. You know, there's no way of purifying it anymore. Unless they were so it fucking is, much. It is, fire. It basically, oh, we'll burn her and she'll be yeah. dead, but she'll be fine because she'll be saved. So, yeah. yeah. So after that night, Willard kind of ended his documentation of the possession cases, and he was saying that he, you know, like he'd leave it to those that were more learned and aged and kind of judicious than him. Kind of all records, kind of all records stop off, of, not off her, but of the possession case. Okay. And then, so like the last thing then that's in his journal, he kind of he he made points about how valid like the case was. So he said that the symptoms displayed by her at times would be physically impossible. And I think he was getting down and get, getting at what I was saying about people needing to hold her down. Yeah. You know, things like that. Second point was whether, do you know, like her temper was like natural, whether like it was just you know, fits of rage or if it was diabolical, if it was the devil. But he said that because in like what you pointed out, the length of her convulsions and the strength of her fits, like, you know, like nobody could go into convulsions for 48 hours and not have anything that he pointed out. It had to be the devil's doing like. Yeah. Yeah. Again, though, you're kind of just going off of one man's testimony of what happened. Do you know, it's the same with, the, like, we were talking about the Robbie Mannheim situation, and mm. it was pretty much the exact same there. You had all this kind of, uh, these people saying, oh, we saw this, we saw that, we saw this. Mm. And then there was just the one guy who was kind of looking clearly going, I was there too. This yeah. didn't fucking happen that way. Yeah. It was like, and the guy who said, I can't remember his name in particular, but he was very diplomatic about it, saying, these people just got kind of swept up in the imagination of it and their imagination ran wild with them because they were expecting mm-hmm. to see this stuff. And yeah. it was just, you know, memories getting kind of caught in the, the storyline, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which I can see happening. And I mean, that was the 40s. So I imagine back in this time where information is going to be passed through gossip, mm. The, the stories of what's happening to this woman is probably worse and worse and worse. And it, what could have been a 48 hour thing could have started this morning. I know he's saying it's 48 hours. Oh, I know. That could have but, started you know, It could have started as it was a 48 minutes thing and somebody mm. else picked it up as 48 hours. And now she's, yeah. you know. But I, I'm just going with cases that far back. It's really hard to fucking tell. Oh, it is. Definitely. You know? Definitely. But I, the third point then that he made was he, the devil would talk through her. But he said that there was a lot of people around her that was skeptical. That that was actually true. But he thought, he was like, sure, 100% that the devil was talking through her. Because her mouth would be closed, but her throat would swell up like a balloon. So when I was reading that, I had the image of like, you know, one of those frogs, those toads. Yeah. yeah. But that's the way she talked when the devil was talking through her. But I presume even if you could make your throat swell up, it'd be very hard to talk 
What that you like. said about um. What her dad in in Enfield like? About Janet did her Enfield. throat swell as well? I don't know about the swelling, but they said she was using uh what they're, they're like false vocal cords at the back of your own vocal cords. They're very hard to get into, and you yeah. kind of you have to almost be trained to do it. Oh well, it's it's yeah, and it's, uh, um, yeah. they were claiming that's what she was doing, but apparently doing that short term will give you a sore throat. Yeah, and she used to do it for hours on end. Mm. So that's what they were saying, like, well, that couldn't be the case. And then there was the claim that at one point, fuck, I can't remember his name, no, the, the main guy, uh, the, the main fellow that was investigating it, when he was trying to prove oh, it, yeah. duct taped over her mouth, put his hand over her mouth or something, made her drink water first and then keep it in her mouth and then sealed her mouth. And then was, was like, still... and then was like, no, talk to us. And she was still talking fucking back clear as day, like, Mad. you know. No, they claim she was a very good ventriloquist at one point as well, but that, I think, was debunked. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and again, like I said in the other shows, that's the other side of it that would make me believe in the Enfield thing. You see Janet, no. And that woman is a shook woman. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I remember you showing Something that, yeah. has deeply, deeply affected that woman in her life, like, you know? Definitely, definitely. Not the same, but yeah, okay, so. Right, that's... so that's pretty much where Elizabeth ended, but okay. I, I like those all-time ones. Because, oh, like yeah, you said, yeah. they're, they're, you've got less chance of debunking them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're sure. really just... You're left wondering. About, especially Puritans yeah. where the devil was in everything. Absolutely. <coughs> Do you know? But the next one now that would be on about, I am my heart literally works for this girl. Like, absolutely does. But, um... Okay, so, she was She's born... She's getting distracted by the Golden Globes. <sighs> no, I'm not. I can't. Matthew I just... I don't, I don't know. If... Succession just once Yeah, but was that what what uh, what Dominic, the, 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 the category with Dominic West? In Dominic Cooper. Dominic West. Dominic yeah, West. Dominic, yeah. Was I, that his? It must have been. I don't know. No, that was... Would this be this supporting was supporting. Actor? I yeah. would assume. He's in the one with Brian Cox, who would probably be the lead actor in Succession. I've never seen Succession, so I don't know. So, but Dominic West is, not surely the queen is the... Is the Male lead. I know, but surely the queen would be... Oh, She's I get what C- you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no I'm getting really confused. The, the, I'm trying to do this and watch this female, So, yeah. Okay. Back to Annalise. She was born in 1952 and she died on the 1st of July, Best 1976. Best supporting actor in TV series. That's what he got. Oh, he's in the Pillars of the Earth. They do know him. Okay. So, <laughs> she was born to a Roman Catholic family. Uh-huh. And they were like, they were really, like, they were, well, not excessively, but they still went to Mass twice a week. So, they were they were pretty religious. That's less that's... than my grandparents went to Mass. They'd go uh, every day if they could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, so when she was 16, she experienced a seizure and she was diagnosed with psychosis caused by temporal lobe epilepsy. So she was sick before. What year would this have been? So she was 16. So this would have been 1968. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just said when she was born. Sorry, I just missed that. Because we were looking at the fucking <laughs> And now here. I'm getting distracted, is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So shortly after that, she was diagnosed with depression and was treated uh, but in a psychiatric hospital. And then by the time she was 20, she had become intolerant of various religious objects. Like uh, they went to, she went to a pilgrimage with um, with a, a friend of theirs who was a priest and uh, went to San Damiano. And he said that when she was there, she, was, she wasn't able to drink water from like, she was like this holy well there. And she wasn't able to walk past a crucifix. All these kind of things. She was not <laughs> able, like she was collapsing or fucking getting uh, so sick when she tried to drink water or just yeah, wouldn't. wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. Well, I actually, I, I can see here in the script that I said would not, but when I was writing it, I was like, would not or could not? Yeah. So, yeah. so it was not, would walk past it. But she um, she also then started to hear voices basically telling her that she was damned and that she was going to rot in hell. Okay. So, yeah. Then she actually also believed that she had stigmata. And her body, after she was buried and after the trial of, of, of everything that we'll get into, she was dug back up because she was buried really hastily and her parents wanted to, like, you know, put her in a nice coffin and all that, but they were kind of warned that you know normal decomposition had taken place. You might want to look, but her mother swears that when they took her back out, she could see the mark of like stigmata like on her. So for anyone that doesn't know, the mark of stigmata is basically the uh, holes in the hands and holes in the feet where Jesus was nailed to the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and isn't isn't the one on your side as well? Is I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that that's part scars of scars on the head and all this shit from the the crown of thorns and all that mm. kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen the movie, though. Good movie. That's the I've one with... I've seen um, it once with Gabriel Burton. With, uh... Is it not? The girl in it, though. She's, um... 
She's singing me. She's one of the Arquettes, isn't she? Oh, she is. Yeah, sorry. I had that completely wrong. David Arquettes, Dewey yeah. sister. Mm. <laughs> That's true. So, And she also believed that she could talk to the Virgin Mary. Okay. Mm-hmm. So her condition, like she was medicated. And it started getting worse. She was chatting to Mary when she asked her to solve the fucking thing. Yeah, it seems very butcher boy in my head. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And then she became suicidal. And she's also displaying kind of other symptoms that kind of goes hand in hand with like bipolar, everything that just yeah. comes yeah. And uh, she took medication for everything else as well, but nothing. Nothing worked. Nothing worked. No. So after taking the meds for five years, and when they, you know, her symptoms failed to improve, her and her family became convinced that she was actually possessed by a devil. Like she had her family told, you need to stop with the doctors. This is the route we're going. She was there any poltergeist it. activity in that scenario? No. Not it that I've just, read about. It was just her. And that's it. There was nothing moving around the room. There was nothing. nothing like that. No. <coughs> so as a result then, her family appealed to Catholic Church for an exorcism. And that was in 1973. The church, they did look into it. But then they rejected it because it wasn't ticking off things for them, all these things, obviously. Like they just said there was no, yeah. nothing flying around the room, there was no new And she'd just been released from a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. So. You'd have to assume though 90% of the cases they were going to look at have probably talked to a psychiatrist or been in a fucking mental home beforehand. But I wonder, Even can the, the priest go to the, med, to, to the doctor and say, do you know, like, what is your opinion? And the doctor was But I, I would even assume that if they're going looking to investigate it properly... They'll probably fucking send you for fucking medical tests and to be evaluated by a psychiatrist oh, yeah. before they say, yeah, okay, this is the last resort. Like we Definitely. Do this. Mm, yeah. But anyway, her condition started getting worse and she started drinking her own urine, she started eating insects, everything yucky. And then she became aggressive and started injuring herself. But she, like, her, some of her teeth were broken away. But, like, if you look picture, at her, the pictures of her before and after are crazy. Like, she was, like, wasted away. And she used to, she was like our dog used to, Sammy. Mm-hmm. She used to eat, chew the walls. Yeah. 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 She'd be doing that to the corners. But she break her, she broke her, her front teeth down. Uh, yeah. Shit. Anytime she, I think of the dog doing it, it makes me fucking cringe. Let alone mm-hmm. somebody. By the time she died, she had two broken knees because of constant genuflecting. Constant what? Genuflecting. So the way you go up and you you like you know, do your little knee bob curtsy show before yeah. you yeah she did that constantly constantly to the point where she broke her knees. Fucking hell. Mm. That creeps me out because that just seems in my head like she's doing that really fast over and over and over and yeah. over and over and over. <laughs> no no no. But uh, and actually, if I was doing a movie about it, I'd probably put that in because it'd be really fucking creepy. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so then in 1973, she began treatment with uh, te- Tegretol. It's apparently, it was in like a new kind of thing at the time. Not a new kind of thing, but it was a new drug at the time. Mm. But it was an anti-seizure drug and a mood stabilizer. And she was prescribed anti-psychotic drugs. And then nothing still. Nothing was working. Okay. And then she, but she kept taking them like until So she's taking death. the medication properly, yeah. but... None of the symptoms are going away. But you see, yeah. But and then she was saying that she didn't want any medical intervention, but she still kept taking them up until her death. Like, and she's doing stuff that is physically harming her, and and continuing to do it anyway. because obviously your body's natural reaction when something starts. Hard, that's the idea of pain. Yeah, you feel pain, so you stop doing what it is you're doing. It's your body warning you this thing is going to harm you. Yeah, that's the idea of pain. It's a warning system. Exactly. You hurt something badly. It's like your check engine like coming on. That's oh, what yeah. pain is. It's like you're fucking hurt somewhere. Something's Absolutely. wrong. Go fix it. Yeah, That's but obviously, even it. if you're getting worse on it, you think that at the very least they might stabilize it, and she might be still the same, but not get any worse. But she yeah. started growling at everybody. Like her temperament towards other people started getting worse and worse and worse. What would happen? Did it? Does it say was she sedated? And what would happen when she was sedated? Did that work? Was it? Were they able to like you know? Or was it just all was it all medication well, or just the medication they were prescribing to try and solve these issues? It was just the medication that they were prescribing. Well, they never said anything about sedation, but it was just the, the these antipsychotic medications, the antidepressant, uh, everything that she was on to treat, to actually treat it, not to sedate her. But nothing. Yeah, but some of those, I mean, most of those medications would knock you. I mean, especially. What do you then, mean sedate? Is in like put her put her oh, down? Oh no, no I know her, that oh, too. Okay. But when they, when you're saying they don't do that, but I mean. If she's getting the medication, surely some of the side effects as well would be kicking in and knocking her down a bit. Like, do you know what I mean? It's no fucking secret herself. There was like a period of time, around maybe the start of COVID, where I had a bit of a fucking hard time. The doctor gave me medication to take, and that should just put me to fucking sleep. Do you know? Yeah. So, I mean, 
It's one of the reasons I wouldn't like taking that stuff. But it's, I'm just wondering, was there any effect at all or was it just like she'd taken fucking a packet of skin? Don't know. All it said, all that I could find was that it said it just, it didn't work for her. Okay. Do you know? So then their family priest, Father Ernst Alt, so that was the guy that went to San Daniano with her. He went to see her and he was looking at her and she was like, he literally said she didn't look like she was epileptic. Because, okay. yeah, I mean, like, that's a fucking stupid statement if I've ever fucking heard one. He just looked at her. He just looked at her. I was like, you don't look epileptic. Yeah, there has to be something else. But, and that he didn't, he didn't actually observe her having any seizures. Okay. So, so he believed that he was, she was suffering from demonic possession as well and urged the local bishop to allow an exorcism. And then eventually he was allowed, uh, it was him and another priest. But um, actually before he petitioned the, the bishop, Michael wrote, or Annalise wrote to him, that she said, quote, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. Pray for me. And then she said, you know, things like, I want to suffer for other people and shit like that. Like, she was, it was just so fucked up. Like, so that's well, like, what, trying to be a martyr a bit, maybe? Be Christ-like. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, Jesus, that, who died for like. your sins kind of fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, in September 1975, the bishop granted Father Arnold Wren's permission to perform an exorcism according to the Ritual Romanum. So, that's like the oldest exorcism, right? So, okay. he did it along along with Father Ernst Alt. Oh, so different types of exorcisms. Yeah, it's it's like really like hardcore kind of seasoned exorcists. Is that how you have? Well, yeah. yeah. Would would use this this um ritual Romanum. It usually starts off with like you know the Lord's Prayer. There's the Athanasian um, the Athanasian is a creed. I was looking up that one today. It's it's kind of I don't know how to describe it. It's fucking it, the words are old and it's creepy when you think of it. It's right. you know being used in that. But then these guys start off with um with that one. Then the the ritual Romanum, but the, there's like complete secrecy around that. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know shit about this one. We don't. One of their top level. Yeah, yeah. Because usually when it's used. This was Scientology. This would be Xenu. Yeah. And usually, usually when it's used, it's 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 in in cases where like the bishop and the clergy have said you cannot talk about this exorcism. You know. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what happened here. But then shit went bad. So this is basically when they one hundred fucking percent believe. This is a legit case. Oh, yeah. This is, we got to take out, bring out the big guns. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll put it to you like this. The girl went through 67 exorcisms as sessions. Holy shit. Yeah. But we'll get into it a tiny bit more. Okay. So, Renz performed the first session on the 24th of September. Um, Annalise began speaking more about wanting to die to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the apostate priests of the modern church. See, do you know what's crazy? It sounds to me more like she's fucking possessed by Christian spirits rather than the devil. Mm -hmm. Because she's seeing Mary, she's going on about fucking sacrificing herself for for the sins of others. Mm -hmm. I mean, that doesn't really sound like what the devil would be saying. It sounds more like what Jesus would be saying. I know. know. But it was still, she was seen as she was, it was demonic possession. I know. So, again, this is about the time that the parents stopped consulting altogether. There was no medical... This is where it just completely stopped. Like, they had been cutting them out, but there was nothing from this point on At for about, point, bit, like, about a year. Yeah, there there was no medical intervention. She did keep taking some of the tablets, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they were... And they relied solely on the rights. And then, so there was, like, one or two each week, lasting up to about four hours each. And they were performed over approximately 10 months in between 1975 and 1976. And then towards the end of her life, she started to refuse food, drink, and everything like. And then on the 1st of July, 1976, she died. So the autopsy report stated that the cause of death was malnutrition and dehydration. So she starved herself. Starved herself to death. Yeah. She weighed 30 kilograms, uh, said she had the broken knees. Uh, when she died, she wasn't, she wasn't able to even move. She needed somebody to move her. And she had pneumonia. See, I mean, like, that's a very... I mean, even if it's mental health, that's a very severe case. Because, again, your natural instinct is going to kick in. Mm-hmm. And stop you from doing these things. To a degree, you're going to do stuff. But it's that degree, that's almost torturing... You. Well, it's not almost. That is oh, yeah. torturing yourself, like, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, uh, Kerry Van Erich just won the support, best support. Oh, our best actor. 
in a That's the portion, TV. isn't it? That's the Doctor Doctor. TV. Ah. That's a uh, lip from Shameless. I can't remember his real name. Jeremy something or other. Fair play. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Annalise's parents and the two priests, they were found guilty of neg- negligent homicide and were sentenced to six months in jail, which was reduced to three years of probation as well as a fine. After an investigation, the state prosecutor maintained that uh, Annalise's death could have been prevented at least uh, as late as one week before her death. And then the state, Joran, I think, thought this was uh, not hilarious, but it's the German, like the, the, the it's just the law that's yeah. there. So the state recommended that none of the parties involved be jailed. Instead, that they recommended that the sentence for the priest should be a fine. And why the prosecution concluded that they should be the parents. Should be a exempt, yeah, from punishment because in German law, in this case, they would have been seen as having suffered enough. It was punishment enough. Their daughter was taken from them, which is a legit thing in German penal law. I kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. I it's like you, you have, have to be very you have to live your life cases, like this, which is but, oh, but that's it. Very specific cases. But I can understand. They know that they had a hand in their in their in their child's death. And but see, would you not be falling into kind of religious rights in as well? Because I mean, if uh, well, which one is it? Jewish people or is it? Or no, it's uh, Jehovah's Witnesses mm-hmm. who won't take a like blood transfusion or anything like that. And if they can turn that down and allow themselves to fucking die, and then you have there is a, a certain What's the, the the type of Christians who refuse all medical help? They they they, they oh, pray to God know. when they have a, a problem. That's it. That's all they do. They, they just know. pray. Uh, Family Guy did an episode, and I'm trying my fucking hardest to think of what they call themselves. That's kind of scary, though. But um, yeah, they 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 basically when they get sick, there is no medicine, no drugs, no nothing. Jesus. They don't drink coffee, they don't drink beer, they don't smoke, they don't do anything. There's nothing like that alone in their body. And fucking um, pharmaceuticals is another thing that they will not take. So they could have cancer and their answer to it is, I will pray to God and he will take my cancer away. Because it worked for everybody else that did this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Jesus. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I, I would be wondering, could they have kind of claim that as well this is my religious belief this is what i believed would have helped my daughter but no because she wasn't she wasn't she was over the age of consent do you know i don't i like yeah, but I she think wasn't in a place to give consent she's still a, but she's even, even if it was a mental health thing she's still a vulnerable person who's not in her right mind like you know it's a very hard one to call what do yeah. you think i mean fucking there's a lot of like physical stuff there that you'd be like I don't even think a mentally unwell person could go that far, like, you know? Well, the father died before, like, he gave any real interview. And then the mother gave an interview in, like, 2004, 2005. And that's actually where the stigmata thing ties in as well. And uh, she said that when she saw that. And she actually thing that would say God that she was, oh, I know. But she took it as a sign from God that Jesus was saying that what they did was the right thing. And to me, again, that would say that, like, this was a Christian possession as opposed to a demonic possession. Uh, Do you yeah. know? So, I mean, that's, that's it's the first I've ever heard of. I've never watched the movie, The Possession of Emily Rose, is it? The Possession, yeah. I've never the seen it. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh, Dexter's, sorry, the uh, Sister, wife, sister, sister is... Um, sister in the show, wife in real life. Actually, now I will get life. mixed up. Yeah, sister in the show, or whichever one you want to say. She plays Emily Rose. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It's an interesting story. Mm. I'm definitely There's curious about it. it. But yeah. fucking, uh, yeah, see, that's it. Like, what do you win there? If we were in that case, I think I'd still have to have medical professionals around. Oh, absolutely. As in, like, Even if they were conflicting and warring at me saying, for fuck's sake, you know, let us do our job. I'd still be, if, if they weren't pulling it off, I'd be like, you know. Mm, I'll try very, anything, but I'm not gonna stop trying the other thing just because I'm trying this next thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when the next thing is so uh, um, violent. Not even violent, but not proven. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. The medicine is based on scientific work and testing and stuff. Like that there are case studies and facts and all that jazz, but as in like, yeah. Uh, not with there's yeah fairy stories 
then to back up these. Going at, so yeah. you don't know, like, you know. I don't know, but they're interesting. And I mean, that's a pretty. Next week, we're going to do, I mean, like in depth. Not, I, it won't be like a you know, like a, a you know, war, as, as in like a load of possessions. It's just going to be the devil made me do it. Oh, the, the Conjuring. Mm. I still haven't seen that movie. I might try and watch that movie this yeah, week before okay. we get on it because I don't know what it's about. And I've seen. <clears throat> is it the third Conjuring? Is that the third one? Or is it the fourth one? I've definitely seen the first two. I, I can't really remember yeah. the infield one because I remember being a bit disappointed with it. I was a bit disappointed with it, yeah. And when I haven't seen many of their spin-offs. I've seen Annabelle, like the first one, and we didn't <laughs> like that, but then the rest of them are supposed to be pretty good. That Annabelle story in their book, though, is fucking yeah, that, yeah, scary I that as <laughs> fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're going on about it, like they did these nurses bringing the doll back to her to their house, and uh, there was the two girl nurses, and there was their male friend living in the house, Mm-hmm. And the male friend kept having nightmares. Oh, that the that that Annabelle was coming for him, and he'd like see it at the end of his bed and his nightmares and stuff like that. And they, you know, be coming closer and closer to him. But he started waking up with scars. He started waking up with marks. You know, there was mm-hmm. times where he'd wake up and the doll was in the room. They got the doll out of the house and dumped it. Came back up the stairs. The doll is in the house again. Or later on, the doll is in the house again. Like you know, yeah. Hey, it was. It, it's a fucking cool story. Do you know what I might um? If you're doing the devil made me do, yeah. There's Conjuring one, two, and then the devil made me do it. So oh, do you want to watch the Conjuring in bed later? Watch one of them. But um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? If you're doing that, I might have a quick look at that story, the Annabelle story, and then throw that in at the start just for fun. Cool. But um, uh, if I can find that book again. Right, good book. Even if you don't fully believe yeah. in the Warrens, stick they made some money out of it though. Yeah, they did. I mean, you can go to. I, I'd, I'd still go if I if I was in the area. I'd go to the Warren Museum. All right. Yeah, I'd really love to go see Robert the Doll. I don't think I want to see Robert the Doll. Thank just you. Just be much. nice to him. That's all you gotta do. Mm-hmm. You just got to ask his permission to take a picture. Or else you gotta write to him. Yeah. <laughs> Robert the Doll is awesome. You should cover him on Creepypasta Crips someday. It's an interesting story. I don't story. know. It's one that re- I, don't, I don't find many of them creepy, but that one kind of creeps me out. Oh, that one scares the shit out of me. He's a terrifying yeah. looking little fucker. I don't find him terrifying looking. It's the actual story itself. Yeah, I suppose I'll do it for Boy, the yeah. look of him with the story. Fuck it, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a good one for Creepypasta Crips. We definitely hold it for uh, later in the year when I got something that relates to crazy scary dolls to talk about. So we'll hold that one for What's a while. What's that? Skype me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. That was good. So we'll be back again with part two of Possessions next week when we look at the real story behind The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh-huh. And actually, I'll find that book because that's in there as well. So I'll read up on it my side as well and have a look at that. I'm pretty that. sure I have it on my tablet somewhere. You do. So, I have it somewhere as well. You sent it to me. Yeah, so it's in there. I, that book was, like I said, it's a good one if you want a ghost story book. Mm. You know, and I, I mean, a good ghost story book, you don't necessarily need to believe it. No. I mean, some of the best when we were younger were like the Goosebumps series, and none of them are true. I hope. The best one I ever read was the one with the with the ribbon around her neck, and then you know, she's like, can't ever take the ribbon off. You wanted to do that for Creepypasta. It's very short. Uh, It'll take me about like two or three minutes to say it. I think it was the guys on last podcast I was listening to them say it and you kind of bought it the same when you saw it as well. The difference between Creepypasta script and Urban Legends is or Creepypastas. Sorry, I'm taking Creepypastas for ourselves by calling Creepypastas. But the difference between Creepypastas and and cryptid stories and stuff like that to Urban Legends are urban legends were usually made to be short and sweet and to the point to teach someone a less a quick lesson you know mm-hmm. of you shouldn't do this for this reason and it's a quick kind of story so that's why you only find short bits and pieces about those kind of stuff you know yeah yeah but um yeah we could definitely have a look into them but so that's possession part one we will be back next week with possessions part two we'll also be back with the exorcist part two on our main feed and what did I say we were doing in Behind the Mask? I said we were doing for part two because I ran through all the Exorcist movies in part one. We look at this week. We are or next this week. This next week. Sorry. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Next week, we're going to be looking at uh, cursed movies. So we're going to yeah. be going from The Exorcist, which was known to be a cursed movie. And we're going to be looking at. Was the like Twilight Zone? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That one was fucking bad. 
I I don't like think about that because I didn't think they were going to show that, and I think that we watched it and then they showed yeah. it. Yeah, like no, no, yeah. Um, the Omen, the Crow. There's a few of them there, but yeah, Twilight Zone was a big one. The, I was listening to a podcast about that the last day, and apparently the guys who met well, it was Spielberg and he one of his friends that met it, and they only met it to have a bit of fun and to have to spend time to get it together as friends. Uh, that backfired. And the movie is the reason they're not friends anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So and after Spielberg said like that, because uh, obviously it was the other guy that was directing the scene that went mm. wrong mm. i'm not going to get into no one's spoiler no. for next week but um spielberg basically said afterwards he was like directors need to be held accountable oh, for yeah. the hours and time they're forcing yeah. the fucking actors and staff to definitely. work with you know definitely because at that stage you're talking about it's still the 90s mm-hmm. and i still feel like the 90s the 90s more than any time was like the wild fucking west when it came to entertainment <laughs> Anything goes. Yeah. We were we were past the point where we were afraid to go out to show nudity and to curse, and before the point where we had understood how to curse, we were. Te- it felt like the whole fucking universe was just teenagers in the nineties. Yeah. Now that might be the feeling for us because we were teenagers just after, like we grew up in the nineties. But it just felt like everyone's attitude was rebellious, and like I said, it was it was like the first time ever people were publicly allowed to curse have sex on tv you know shoulder boobies shoulder <laughs> penis all this is worth the shoulder penis that's only a very recent no thing. no i think you couldn't show an erect penis i don't know if you still can i, I don't think you still can't show an erect penis anytime you see a dong on fucking tv it's hanging and uh, hang on but like Oh my god! Not on TV. I I assume you can on a movie, but I don't think you can on TV. I think it still has to no, be. No, I don't think I've seen one on a movie. I think that's a very specific fucking thing. The penises that are shown on TV have to unless be it's soft. for educational purposes. I assume. I would assume so. And at the same time, they still don't show like vaginas wide open or anything. It's usually just like the front kind of you know, little line or something. You're not mm-hmm. going to see it like spread wide and open. So. I think, I think basically they can show male and female genitals as long <coughs> as they're not in the sexually prepared position. <laughs> you know? <laughs> sexually prepared. Hard on one side, open on the other. <laughs> you know so. Ew. <laughs> and with that, see you next week. <laughs>